Hello again. Welcome to another episode of the Iranian Market Minute. Today is Thursday, September 8th, and this is episode number 179. My name is Justin Hewn. I am your host and the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium, finds the best risk-reward investment opportunities in the space, and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right. Great to be back with you again today. I'm going to make this a very quick episode today because I am short on time. Um, I want to highlight something in the mailbag section that I discussed on Twitter yesterday. And But before we do that, let's go ahead and run quickly through the daily scoreboard. Spot price of uranium up 50 cents today, 51.75 a pound mid-market. Moving up on relatively low volume either way. Very nice to see it firm throughout the slow time during the period of the summer and starting to move back up again after a slight pullback after last week's ramp up. Yesterday, SPUD did not purchase any new pounds, nor did they issue any new units. There was no money raised yesterday or pounds purchased as they're sitting only on 15.8 million in cash and they closed at a minus 1.94% discount to NAV. The trust did trade up nicely today. I believe they were in the range to be able to raise cash. So they probably did. How much? We will have to see going forward. Uh, since New Year's Day of this year, Sput has acquired a total of 17 million pounds uh, year to date. Huge, huge, huge for this trust. Turning to the ETFs, URA nor URNM reported any outstanding shares, uh, any changes in outstanding shares, so no mandated buying and selling from either ETF in today's reporting. Yesterday, the shares of the uranium stocks trended generally up, finishing modestly in the green. Uh, today, they had a very, very nice day. And while on that note, why don't we go ahead and look at the charts? URA up almost 4%, actually about 3.5% on the day on very respectable volume. Now, the S&P sold off a, a bit this morning and then turned to the green, was up 0.66% uh, on the day. But nice uh, continued outperformance of the uranium shares across the sector uh, relative to the uh, broad market. We broke up and out of this little kind of mini uh, bull pennant that we'd started to form and volume is good. Um, well above that 200 day, which is uh, decently trying to make an effort to flatten out and move back up if this trend continues. URNM relative to the spot price, again, nice strong move. It's very good to see uh, the resurgence of this sector in terms of valuations and uh, you know, movement of these equities relative to the spot price, which also is in an uptrend. Cameco cooling off a bit relative to some of the other stocks, but still very much leading the way, closing over $30 for the first time since April. Um, very nice to see Cameco lead the way as the uh, sector's largest uh, company. URA relative to the S&P, another nice move that we are seeing. Outperformance of the uranium equities to the broad market continues. We had a couple of undercut lows during the summer uh, compared to this trend line that has started since the beginning of the bull market. Nice to see that we are well above that trend line, well above all of these uh, short, mid, and long-term moving averages. Will we see some resistance at this overhead downtrend line where we saw um, this the equities rejected relative to the S&P? Uh, I'm not really sure. Honestly, I probably would expect that if we see another strong move up going forward or equities flat in the uranium space and the S&P down, a continued outperformance should take a breather at some point. But a strong breakthrough of that downtrend line would be an extremely bullish sign. Sprott Physical Uranium Trust up 2.5% on the day, 
closing pretty close to the highs on the day. So definitely well uh, above NAV here. Very, very good sign. Volume picking up a little bit. Still not seeing massive uptrending breakout volume on this brought physical uranium trust. But what a beautiful chart, huh? Nice that it's, it's continuing to move up. This honestly, to me, looks like it's a little bit of kind of a rising wedge. Um, will we break out of that uh, to the downside? I'm not really sure. We'll have to see how that how that goes going forward. All right. So first, I, I want to highlight that basically, you know, there's been amazing positive news flow coming into the sector for quite some time, especially over the past six months or so. It's been almost nonstop. Very, very positive with a few exceptions, right? One of those exceptions would be, um, you know, the, the closure of the Palisades plant was definitely not a positive thing, but they are trying to restart that now. Holtec, the operator of that plant. Um, and, and clearly the fighting around the Zaporizhia plant caused a big scare back in, I think it was March or late February. And there continues to be skirmishes there and problems there. Happy that there's an IAEA uh, representative team staying at that plant throughout this uh, throughout this skirmish that's happening around the plant. So hopefully we don't see any uh, negative further news flow on that. But otherwise, the fundamentals for the sector continue to improve um, almost on a daily basis. And on that front, I, I made a tweet thread yesterday that I'm going to link to in the description below and in the show notes where I, if you haven't already seen it, I'd suggest that you do. I try to break down, in my opinion, really what is happening across the sector right now into something more concise because it's, it's difficult to understand all of these spinning parts and what they really mean from an investment perspective and to have a short, mid and long-term viewpoint for what to expect from this investment. Um, of course, you know markets always throw you surprises, and and this investment has been uh, no exception to that by any means. Um, it's obviously been a moving target. Um, the sector took a lot longer to really take off from when the commodity bottomed, right, which was 2016. Uh, so, but uh, at the same time, COVID has happened, and we've seen life extensions for a number of plants, and now obviously this bifurcated market has really shifted. So, um, it has been a moving target, but it's one of those one of those sectors that you have to keep on top of. And so this particular tweet thread, I tried to highlight something which essentially is the uh, the, the manner in which Western utilities in particular uh, are going to procure fuel going forward is shifting and it's shifting very, very quickly. And that's something I've highlighted and spoken, um, spoken about a number of times on this podcast. But in this tweet thread, I, I tried to break that down as clearly as I could. And really what it comes down to is security of supply. And, you know, the final tweet of this thread essentially is saying that uh, I believe the current energy crisis is going to put um, put a spotlight on what is the most important thing for uh, for nuclear utilities and that security of supply, period. You have this unbelievably technologically advanced um, you know, reactor and power plant that you're operating and with huge sunk costs. And so these fluctuations in price for the elements of the fuel cycle, I'm not going to say they don't matter. Of course, they matter to the bottom line of the operator. But, um, you know, if, if uranium is $18 a pound or if it's $100 a pound, you're going to buy it to keep that plant running. And uh, in, in most cases, that cost can be passed on to consumers. In some cases, you'll see subsidies and like in the United States. Um, and tax credits like that were just implemented from the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, but security of supply is paramount. And uh, the, this big change in terms of overfeeding in the enrichers and, and that causing an increasing demand for U308 on the front end and UF6 uh, has really shifted how utilities are going to procure going forward. And we're seeing that it's happening literally right now. And that demand is going to come to U308. And the final statement of that thread was essentially... 
we're about to see what uh, real U308 price discovery looks like. And I truly believe that. And I think we are in the very early stages of that. Uh, while there's been ups and downs of the equities, mostly ups over the last few years, and uh, the fuel cycles, every element is in an, up, in, in an uptrend over that same time period. Um, right now is when we're finally going to see that long-term contracting cycle really kick in and, and move the commodity. That's my opinion, of course. So I, I'm going to link to that in the description. I also just wanted to highlight a couple other positive elements that um, that just came through in the past couple of days. Newly elected British Prime Minister, Minister Liz Trust on her first day in office addressed the energy challenges facing the nation saying we need more nuclear. She also um, is uh, lifting the ban on fracking, which means she's serious about these statements about energy. So expect the UK to follow through on the already um, encouraging words coming from Boris Johnson, who's no longer there. One more thing, Bank of America has just put out a report included the following language. Quote, why we are ever more positive on nuclear, not a renaissance, but a clear new day. I think it's obvious that the narrative is shifting about nuclear and um, and being positioned right now is, is very, very exciting going forward. Now, will we see pullbacks? Absolutely. They absolutely will happen. When you see people start to get euphoric and doing cartwheels in the streets and, and high-fiving, uh, it's, it's time to probably expect a pullback. Now, whether or not you want to trade in and out of these stocks, that's up to you. That's not something that I do. If I have a long-term vision for an investment, I generally uh, buy the dips and hold for the long-term. That's my plan going forward. I do expect multiple years still out of this investment. Um, I talked yesterday about Uranco planning to expand their centrifuge manufacturing, and that's going to be up and ready, hopefully, by the beginning of 2024. It'll take some time after that to actually create these new centrifuges and, and implement them into their cascades, but it's going to happen. That is a sign that the underfeeding, excuse me, the overfeeding and the increased demand at Western Enrichers is happening. It's all happening. So tomorrow is Friday, September 9th. And I'm not going to be here. I'm going to skip the market minute tomorrow because I'm going to take a uh, personal day. I obviously will be online watching the markets, but I'm going to take some time to spend with family tomorrow. So I will not be doing a uranium market minute tomorrow on the 9th. I will then be back on Monday, the 12th. And I'm going to mention again, starting October, first week of October, let's see, that'll be Monday, October 3rd, um, which will actually be, let's see, the newsletter coming out the 4th. So I probably will be doing a market minute of the 3rd. The daily podcasts of the Uranium Market Minute starting in October are going to be available for members of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter only. I will continue to do a weekly newsletter, or excuse me, a weekly podcast that it will be free, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and here on YouTube. Um, if you are considering the newsletter, I strongly suggest that you do so prior to the middle of the month because we have a fantastic guest for our uh, members webinar, and it's going to be a very, very interesting conversation. Um, that's as much as I'm going to tease that right now. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. Uh, please have a great weekend. I will see you guys again on Monday. Take care. Cheers.